Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My My Ship Ship Story. Story. (laughs) That was terrible. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Today we're excited to have another. It's you know, it's it's exciting to have more people from Carnival coming on. For you know, we went almost a year without any Carnival people at all. And uh, you know, being the largest ship employer, you know, cruise line employer in the world, we were kind of scared. But you know, we're we're looking forward to getting some more Carnival people on here. And um, we have Marie Blum uh, that's going to join us here in a little bit. Before we get to Marie, let's check in with the guys and let's see here uh eric what's going on hey so just to bore you like i usually like to do with real estate stories oh uh, christ it's, it's been a no it's actually been a good real estate week i had uh one closing on monday i have a closing tomorrow and i got a house under contract today so it's been a really good week even though it's been a huge pain these have not been easy going but good week it's been a good real estate week Awesome. What about the pool? We, we need to check up on the pool. Is it's it closed or cold. is it? It's very cold. I never covered it this year. So I just left it open because I was going to do some work and didn't do any work on it. So now it's just has quite a few sticks and leaves in it, but eh, at least it's not green. It's clear, <laughs> but it's cold as hell. So even though today I cannot believe this, we were almost at 70 degrees today. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. A couple of days ago, it was, we didn't, we barely got to 30. It was snowing. Yeah. And then the weather's been nuts this, this winter. That's crazy. exactly the same here. It's, you know, we've got a couple of days in the seventies and then, and then tomorrow night, the bottom is supposed to dry out. Yeah. Know, drop out. Everybody's just, you know, Oh, there's going to be snow and ice and the possible tornadoes and all this kind of stuff. But um, as you guys saw, uh, real quick for me, before we get to Brad, um, I started running last week, and oh yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, trying to, to you, uh, you know step up my running game a little bit today. I I didn't run over the weekend. Uh, you know, I'm trying to do like maybe 10, 12 uh, miles a week, and um, uh, today I was like, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. I'll, I'm just gonna I'll put my goal at three and a half miles and, and see where I finish up in five five point four miles today. You're, do you have a date yet set for when you want to run that half? No. Okay. I do. I do not know. Uh, but uh, I, I mean, it's probably going to be fall or something like that. I, okay. I'm thinking about I should get one of those bracelets. You know, I fall and I can't get up. So when I do fall on the side of the road, I can yeah. get you know come get, come get me. Yeah. Brad, what's going on up there? Over there? Up and over there? Uh, well, I'm going to be even more boring than Eric for a change. Um, what do you mean a change? <laughs> <laughs> Finished the makeover in the guest bedroom, so we're we're good to go for the Ukrainians whenever they can make it out. Whenever, oh wow, whenever that happens, and yeah. I'm going to be able to keep my thumbnail. I didn't mention this. Uh, what happened exactly to me? But uh, thumbnails looking looking pretty good for my uh, makeover incident. But it's it's looking good. Looks like I'm going to be able to keep it. Are you going to paint the room that you're in there? Are you going to keep it the the salmon color? Hell no. This is the, the, we took a long time to paint this, this weird color. So that was on purpose. Uh, This was on purpose. (laughs) We have every room is painted a weird color. Awesome. That's our, that's our, that's our, that's our thing. 
Well, I like it. I like it. Well, hey, let's move on into the show and uh, get to Marie Blum. Uh, Marie Blum, uh, like I said before, comes to us from Carnival. Marie Blum, welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. Hi, Thank you. Hello. Yes, welcome. Great to <laughs> have you. you. I'm coming. I come from Florida, by the way, although I'm English. But yes, I'm in Florida and you're in L.A. So uh, yes, awesome. I'm in the dark over here and you're still cocktail hour. Um, yeah, we're, I'm in Nashville. Yeah, oh, so I'm right. not too far away. Yeah. So whereabouts in Florida if uh, you're in Miami or South Florida? And Miami Beach, I, I oh, cycle nice. right down the causeway and I see all the ships all lined up in oh, a row. Yeah, yeah. That's got to be a great mm-hmm. view for walking, cycling, biking, traveling, yes. I mean, right yes. along the beach. It is Excellent. beautiful. Yeah. I can't complain. No, Excellent. that's a really nice, nice spot. And the sun, yeah. like, you know, I, I'm a heat person. I love the heat. I don't, you know, Whoa. well, I say heat, I would say 70 and below is just might as well be winter, but um, 72 Maybe a hundred. Yeah. Oh no, we have about ninety-two and over, like hundred percent humidity. So it feels like, ugh. yeah. No, that's when I leave and go back to England. <laughs> yeah, that's a good call. I in nice. South Florida. I grew up in South Florida, and for me, uh, once it gets above like eighty, I'm already like, no, can't uh, can't deal with it, especially with the high humidity. No, just luckily here in Nashville, it's only for about a month and a half. I would say that's really bad. So yeah. I can manage it. It's not like South Florida where it's like, oh, six months of. Yeah, I've actually got a friend months. who's, I might come to Nashville next uh, in um, April, I think, because a friend, oh, girlfriend cool. of mine's got a little superstar country singer who's hit it big time and I might go oh, and join wow. her over there. Oh, yeah. great. Well, hopefully you get a chance to come out. April's really nice because it's not, it's still not, uh, it's not cold and it's not too hot yet. So the weather's, it, the weather's usually pretty nice in April. So hopefully oh, you'll uh, come out and have a nice time. Well, hey, uh, Marie, so uh, we don't know each other. So let's start mm-hmm. by kind of getting your background and what you did before ships and how it came to uh, for you to uh, get a job on ships and, and that whole thing. So tell us a little a bit about you. So, um, well, I went to a full-time theatre arts college in, in England. After I graduated, you know, the normal thing, you go up to London, you go to auditions. One of my first jobs, I got a job with an Italian operetta company. We toured over 40 places in Italy. And while I was on that tour, the main lead boy dancer had already done cruises in the past. And, um, you know, he shared lots of his stories and his photographs. And I thought to myself, that's something I could definitely do. That's on my bucket list. You know, he, he also got his um, scuba diving certification. So I was very interested in going to the Caribbean, seeing those lovely waters. That is really what led me to even audition in the first place for a cruise. So the Italian opera was the Ottanta Novice at 89. I was in Italy for a year. And then um, I came back from Italy and started auditioning after the contract there, started auditioning back up in London, had a few other offers, tried to familiarize myself a little bit more with who was on what ships and what ships went where, et cetera, et cetera. I believe Brian Rogers' dancers were on the QE2 or Peter Gordino seems to ring a bell. Ray Cornell dancers were on a pair of Tiki. Um, They worked for Roger Kendrick which was Hellenic Lines. I had several offers and I looked at the itineraries and thought, hmm, that one looks good. So <laughs> I ended up working for a Paratiki. I ended up taking the Paratiki oh. line contract. And <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I think I know where this is headed uh, uh-huh. with the uh, Paratiki. So that was, I would say around, was that in 90, 90, 91, I would think. That was the end of 90. Yeah, I have no idea there. what Paratiki is. 
It's a Greek. Peritiki is a Greek cruise line that actually was brought out by Carnival Cruise Lines way oh, really? much later. Yeah. Imperatiki was pretty big back in the back in the day. Back in Yes. Yeah. Was it the same as now? Like you go to a rehearsals for a week first or a couple of weeks first and then, then you move on to yes. the ship. Or... It's not now is very different. I mean, now like Royal Caribbean have fantastic studios. Carnival have fantastic studios. They all have amazing land-based studios that are literally to the inch all mapped out so you know which ship you're on and which studio you're in it's phenomenal when we were rehearsing uh we went up to so you signed the contract in london and then they contacted you and told you where to go for the rehearsals the rehearsals for a couple of weeks in blackpool we'd rehearse all day then we'd come back to bed and breakfast move all the furniture in the living room and carry on rehearsing at night and have our little tracks and do our thing fly out to wherever they wanted us to go and they were solid marble stages so <laughs> marble to give us any bounce yeah marble i've never marble. heard of such a thing a marble yeah. stage before the majesty and the monarch you know the shows were in like the remember the paint your wagon lounge that that hard marble deal oh, that, well, i mean that's that right. was that was oh yeah cool. i forgot yeah there were that. some marble there were some marble floors i don't know if the but stage they, usually was marble, the stage but... was usually wood not not marble so mm-hmm. so how how was that when you guys were dancing on that i mean i'm sure there was you know slips oh falls, there were some slick moments rolled, yeah i did fall ankles. and um yeah i bruised my coccyx at one point and i wow. looked back at some of my records and my mum sent me a teletext when it says uh marie just wanted to know how's your back call me love you mum <laughs> um but uh, yeah now when we got on board we first embarked my first ship i embarked in genoa and the ship was in a wet dock so i remember walking on board the ship you know carrying suitcases whatever i think i only brought one suitcase and white ship. um white ship. this was the world renaissance um so the itinerary was really what floated my boat excuse the pun but you know mm-hmm. it was Definitely something that I was like, oh my gosh, South America, the Caribbean, Manaus, down the Amazon. Yes, yes, that's definitely wow. the way to go. How many yeah. How many people, like what's the, what's the size of the ship? About 500 oh. something passengers, not very big at all. Oh, like, okay, it's like a tender. Yeah, it <laughs> really like is can, can compare, Yeah, and this is, uh, yes. so you said this was in 90... 90- what, what year was this? 1990, I think. Yeah. So I embarked there. I was on there for like five months and, you know, constantly going back down Manaus and back round. And the trips down Manaus were just really heart wrenching. These little kids would make, make their own little canoes, like carve out the little canoes. They had these little old wooden rickety docks and they'd jump off the docks into this disgustingly brown water. They'd hop in their boats. And they'd paddle up, paddle by the side of the boat. The, the ship was going quite slowly and we went all the way down to Manaus. But uh, on the way, we would all gather our dollars, our oranges, apples, anything that would float. And we threw them overboard and they would paddle like crazy and go and grab the bags and grab the fruit. And uh, it was just so cute. That's one yeah, cruise seems- I've always wanted to do. A princess used yeah. to have a cruise that went from like the Caribbean or Miami to Manaus. And uh-huh. I, I kept thinking to myself, I need to do that. I need to do that cruise. And I, and I've never, I never did it. Marie. All right, here we go. Let's, let's hear some of your ship stories. So my name's Marie Blum and this is my ship story. I embarked the Oceanus when she was still afloat. I want to say about May the 4th, 1990, I believe. I embarked the ship 
in Piraeus. She was originally doing cruises around the Greek islands. Um, when I got on board, um, I'm with the whole cast. I've already pre-rehearsed for a few weeks with the cast. Um, we were about to embark on the ship. And I remember watching the officers looking up and looking at the officers, just like looking down at us as if to say, oh, here comes the new meat. And I was thinking to myself, oh, I was thinking in a way I was thinking I was so innocent. I was thinking, oh, that's nice. And now looking back at it, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah okay, not so nice. Yeah, the conversation um, up however, there was probably a lot different. There was yeah. no nice thoughts in there at no. all. No, no. So um, when I got on board, we actually stayed in um, guest cabins, but it was in a separate area on end deck all the way forward from my memory. I don't remember the exact number of the cabin all the way forward. No porthole like the last ship I was on. Got on board, settled in, did the shows, minded my own business, had a great time, got to meet lots of people, as you do in the cruise industry anyway. Being on a small ship, I will say the atmosphere, you get to know the casino, the the one hairdresser or the two hairdressers that were on board, the three casino croupiers. I mean, there weren't mm -hmm. many crew on board. I want to say just over 100 maybe crew on board probably and, a uh, little bit more than that probably a little bit more 105 not much yeah. <laughs> i embarked um was having a great time one morning i get a phone call in the room don't remember honestly it's a long time ago but i don't remember if it was the captain himself or if it was like an assistant saying would you like to come up to the captain's cabin just weird at this already point, yeah yeah at this point the dance captain was right next to me she was wide awake and i was like what do i do she said well it's the captain you have to go and i was like what so i mean i just turned 21 he had to have been in his 40s i don't know having that conversation with the um lead dancer uh, I just chucked on my tracksuit. I threw my trainers on. I walked as slow as I possibly could up the stairs. I went up to the bridge and I got to the bridge and there's, there's like, I can, I can remember you walk up and you can go into his like living room office area and his bedroom was off to the right. And then there was on the left, there was like a chart room and then the bridge. And uh, I walk into the cabin and there's champagne and fruit and cherries and all this wait, stuff. Wait, what time was this? Oh my God. Five o'clock in the morning. Five o'clock in, in the morning. Oh my gosh. Yes. I walked in and he said, um, would you like something to drink? And obviously the champagne was obviously what he wanted me to drink. And I said, yeah, I'll have a double espresso, please, and two sugars. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I'm not sure if he got the message right there and then. However, it was like, really? Why do I want to get up at five o'clock in the morning and go no. and watch the maneuvers into Santorini? I can't think of anything more boring in my yeah. life. No. Santorini maneuvers. There are no maneuvers. No. You no, don't even drop anchor. Like, you're if somebody's going to wake you up at five in the morning, it better be a huge emergency. Yeah. Good reason. Right. Yeah. 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 So, oh my um, God. Anyway, so I'm there in the cabin and thank God he had his dog on board. So I was like, oh, thank God. You know, like there was some sort of salvation because it was, it was extremely uncomfortable. And then he went out to the bridge. So you have to walk through the chart room um, to get to the bridge. I remember him saying, you know, why don't you join me on the bridge? And I remember thinking, oh, really? I went out. I was just following orders. I went out to the bridge and he's out on the wing trying to be impressive. 
Santorini is right there and there's no maneuvers into Santorini. You literally, the, the boat literally swings or, or just stays there all day Anchors, while the tenders right. are lowered and yeah, yeah. you go off for your donkey ride and your cable ride and go to Santorini. I couldn't wait to get out of there. He invited me back to the cabin afterwards and I said, you know what? I'm really tired. I, I think I'm just going to go back to bed. And, and that was it. And then from that day onwards, I want to say my life was made a little bit difficult. Um, because obviously I didn't perform the way he wanted me to perform. I mean, I'm a dancer, I'm a performer, but not in that way. I will say my parents came on board. After you've done one cruise, you have to work for six months of the company before you could have any family members come on board for a, a decent rate. So my mum and dad were coming on board and I was actually really grateful that they were coming. And this is the first time that they had sailed with a Peritiki. They'd been on cruises before. I think they'd been on the QE2 and different cruises. My mum was nervous because she got really sick on it. QE2. I mean, she's a transatlantic liner and, you know, she's rocking and rolling. Anyway, my parents were on board and I remember them taking pictures of the captain, the staff captain, not the safety officer, but the two of them leaning over the balcony, like staring at the crew deck. Well, not really a crew deck. It was an area where we were allowed to sunbathe. I was on my stomach with my straps off because obviously you're in a show and you don't want tan lines or whatever. So my parents were standing there taking pictures of them going, you would not believe this. And the magician was like, oh, yeah, here he goes again. And it was Captain Yanis Avranas, the staff captain who I really cannot remember his name. But the two of them just staring at us all the time. So then I got called to the cruise director's office. This was, yeah, after mum and dad left, um, I got called to the cruise director's office and accused for topless sunbathing, which I was not doing. I was on my top just with my straps off. And so I explained to Pascal was the cruise director and she said that, um, yeah, no, um, I'm going to have to give you a warning that you were topless sunbathing. And I said, no, I wasn't, but I had no proof other than my friends saying, no, she doesn't. And, you know, when you're against the captain, you, it's like fighting a losing battle. So, um, oh my gosh. quite often when we, mm, yeah, quite often when we were on board, um, we would do modeling shows for the shops. We would model all their clothing, etc. I remember just feeling uncomfortable. I, he'd come and watch the shows just, you know, I still had to perform no matter who's in the audience. You've still, you know, the show must go on, right? One cruise, um, there was a bunch of professional models that came on board to basically take over our position and do the professional five foot 10 modeling when they were on board I remember teaching we also taught keep fit or you know we didn't we didn't really do crew staff duties it was basically the shows and party on down I mean it was really a great time this one week I was teaching the keep fit and I taught keep fit around the pool area so they had benches outside the pool and I thought I'd do a few steps this is before you know the Reebok step or whatever came in and I did some steps onto the bench that went around the pool. Um, it was fixed. It was a teak seated area. And unfortunately, during the actual class, I fell and sprained my ankle really badly. Carried on teaching the class while my foot was elevated on a bench. And they were all like, oh, don't worry. I'm like, no, no, keep going, keep going. By the hour, my foot was black and blue and swollen. And uh, I ended up going down to the infirmary. They ended up strapping it for me. And the only thing they could do to assist me getting around the ship was give me one crutch. One? So I had one crutch to make my way around the ship at the time. And um, they said to me, and actually it's written in the contract. And if I, if I can find it quickly, 
um, it says medical treatment on board will be free of charge. Should anyone be ill or incapacitated for more than one week, the management reserve the right to replace them. So um, with my foot all bandaged up, we pulled into Piraeus and I was asked to go into the head office, so which was in the port of Piraeus. Um, so I went to the head office with my one crutch. I think somebody might have driven me. I'm hoping they did. I honestly don't remember. But I remember going perhaps with the cruise director, um, Pascal, and I remember calling him Mr. Hopadopolopidis because it was just like such a long, convoluted <laughs> Greek name that I could never remember. Um, they said to me I had two options. Um, either I dance next week or I go home. And I said, you know what? I said, I can't guarantee that I'm going to go back and be able to dance on a marble stage in a week. I can't, I can't, I couldn't say whether I was capable or not. Mm. And so um, they said, they'll send me home. And I was thinking, thank God, you know, it was honestly, I think it was, I mean, as much as I had a great time with all the crew and everything else, he really did try and make my life very uncomfortable he sounds really creepy like a dog yeah no yes. worse than that i wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't call my dog that no yeah uh, no he was he was he was a very creepy man and when i heard that the oceanus had gone down or, or was in trouble i was just like oh my god it's the captain's fault i just i just how, had this gut feeling how but, much time between you when you left in the and the oceanus sank couldn't um, have been much i got like about off. a year yeah it was about a year Oh, it was a year. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah I so like you, I like know. luckily you sprained your ankle and you got off because I'm really, you would have went down yeah. with it. Right. I feel really blessed, honestly. Yeah. I yeah. do. I feel blessed. I actually bought the wife's book. She wrote a book about the Oceanus and her story and how her husband was such an angel. And I thought, mm, yeah, you probably don't know him as well as I do. But <laughs> You know, not that I knew him that well, but still, it was like there was an ugly side. Oh, the wife of the captain. Correct. Whoa! Yeah, that sounds like a political. Just trying to, you know, make sure he doesn't cover trouble. Yeah, but but I think you know, I think most most of our listeners that worked on ships will understand. But I, I think that for people that didn't, it's you know, it really is a power play when you're the captain on the ship. That's kind of like the you know the president of any country, you know, calling somebody and saying, hey you know, come to my cat, you know, you, you can't say no, you know, it, right. it's very difficult. And especially for, you know, most, a lot of the people that work on there are young, you know, when they're just out of college or just straight out of high mm-hmm. school or whatever. And so it's extremely intimidating to be in front of the captain in any way, shape or form. So for that to happen, it was such a power move, like using his authority to try to get what he wanted. It's, it's, it's horrible. That's just terrible for a captain to, to try to do something like that. Now that you were out of the picture, you know, was that just a normal thing? Like they were just targeting all the girls? Um, I honestly, I didn't really keep in touch that long with everybody when I left. Um, I don't know. I just had some bad feelings about it and didn't want to go back to a paratiki to the point where I went on land. I got a job with Clinique and I ended up kind of stopping dancing for a while. I still kept myself fit because it's just something I love to do. I went on land. I got a job with Estee Lauder and then I worked for Clinique account manager within within the year and um one day i got a bee in my bonnet and thought you know what i'm gonna get the stage magazine which is a magazine where 
flag a little paper that they advertise the jobs, entertainment jobs in England. I said, to, I called my mum and I said to her, mum, I'm going to go back up to London. I'm going for an audition. And she was like, oh, okay. What are you auditioning for? I said, um, another cruise. <laughs> she was like, okay. I joined the holiday in January of 92. Um, and before I joined the holiday, uh, we were rehearsing at the, um, we were staying at the Sheraton, which has now been demolished. But um, we were rehearsing downtown Miami. Lo and behold, one person that walked into the uh, into the rehearsals is my husband who I'm married to today. Not that we were dating back then. He was dating somebody else. And, you know, I ended up going on Carnival. My first trip was the MS Holiday. Um, she was a considerable amount bigger than the Aperitiki ships. I mean, was it was the, like night and day. Was the holiday, was 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 that the carnival ship that was in with us on Thursday in, in Ocho Rios? I, I thought the holiday was in with us on Sundays. Didn't she sail Sundays out of Miami? She was a Saturday ship. Oh, so it was Saturdays. Oh, um, it was, um, she was Western, Western Caribbean only. She did Western Caribbean every week. Within the first few weeks, I decided to get my um, diving certificate because I could finally do it because the other ships were not on a constant itinerary. So I was in Cozumel every week. Every Monday, we were in Cozumel and it was perfect. Tuesday. So I, okay, long. so we, I, got my, I got my certificate there as well and so did Brad. We oh, both, where did you go? Did you go to um, Benito? I have um, no idea, but it was, it was close to the pier because we could just it, walk there. Yeah, right I off walked, the pier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. So I'm sure it was the same, the same people. But yeah, Probably. every week we'd go, and we got, I got my certification yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's great. And uh, honestly, that's been our recreation. My husband and I are both divers. So I'll, I'll backtrack a bit. So um, when I was on the holiday, Roger would come on every once in a while because they were doing a transition with Carnival, where they were transferring like um, chief stewards or chief or hotel. Um, or chief purses to hotel directors. They were becoming the hotel managers on board. And um, I was on board at the same time. So I met Roger the first week I was in Miami for Carnival, but he was, you know, dating somebody else or whatever. And I went on board Carnival and what, he kept and what was his coming position? on. Um, he was like training. He was hotel, he was chief purser, oh. but he was training all of the other chief purses and chief stewards or different people to become hotel management. Um, so they were a bit more involved in the ship and not just in the chief purser's office. My first certified dive, he took me for in Grand Cayman. Um, that was like, I don't remember what date, but sometime in 1992. We went diving in Grand Cayman. He took his mask, he took his regulator out at like 60 feet, just closed his eyes and went like, and I was like, oh my God. So I took my, I took my regulator, I gave him a kiss and I shoved it back in and I thought to myself, what um was that about but anyway okay so that's a kind of how that has to be the most unique first kiss first I've kiss. ever heard i was yeah. like that's well, the wild 60 feet underwater yeah that's pretty cool yeah so uh that was actually part of the wedding speech i think but um his brother or somebody said he, he said about our relationship but yes yeah, so that's my first dive and honestly um after the holiday, uh, I got off. Actually, we, I was on the ship for Hurricane Andrew. No rough seas. Right. They did make it. Yeah, it was gorgeous. The like, Gulf of Mexico was flat. There was no, yeah. It was like a lake. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It was yeah. And yeah. it was almost as if all the bad weather was drawn elsewhere yeah. and we yeah. had the best week. I think she hit uh, August 24th, I want to say, um, 1992. Yeah, and um, they make they made announcements on board saying those that parked at the pier, um, not so sure if you're 
if your car's going to be underwater. Um, and I was thinking, oh, my <laughs> God. So my birthday on the holiday, um, something about me and birthdays on ships, but my um, one of my friends on board, uh, her name was Daffy. Um, well, her nickname was Daffy. She led me by blindfold all the way around the ship, up, down. And you know when you're blindfolded and you know the ship like inside out and backwards at this point. And she's a 46,000 ton vessel, mm-hmm. a lot bigger than, you know, the Aperitiki ships. She led me all the way around the cabin. When I got to backstage, I was like, God, she's like, do you know where you are? And I'm thinking, yeah, I think I do, but I'm not sure. And I opened my eyes and there's all the cars as many crew members they could possibly get, Roger had organized this massive party for me backstage, champagne, and it was cake, and it was just fantastic. And after then, um, after the party backstage, we all went up to the disco, we get up to the disco, and he had lined B-52 um, shots <laughs> all the way down the bar um, for all the cast. That's and um, this is like my happy birthday present. And he got it all down his white suit. And I mean, we were just friends uh, for the longest time. But I offered, seeing as it was my birthday, and I, one of them, one of us, I'm not sure if it was me, him, whoever, got it down his white, nice, nice chief bursa outfit. And so I offered to clean it for him. Took it down to my cabin with the stripes on and my roommate, I don't know how or whatever, but. I cleaned it, hung it up in my cabin, and uh, rumors started flying on the ship that I was dating the hotel manager. Wow. But after that, I ended up um, I ended up going home. He found my number, called me up, and said, "Are you going up for the auditions?" Because on Carnival, if you're going from different choreographer to different choreographer on different ships, you have to re-audition in London. Oh, you didn't wow. have a choice. Um, he asked me if I was going back up to London to uh, audition for the next ship coming out for the next one that was free anyway. And it was the ecstasy. And I said, yeah, I'm planning on going up to London. And he said, well, how would you like to meet me a couple of days before? Oh, my gosh. Um, do I want to do this? I was having an R-ing, but I have family in London anyway. I figured if it doesn't work out, I've got a backup plan. So I actually went and I met him and I said to him when we were going to meet, well, you know what? I'm going to come up by bus. Um, can you meet me at Victoria Station? Now, Victoria Station is massive. I said to him, well, meet me at a coffee bar and it's got I don't remember the name of it but it's got like a green and yellow sign he said to me okay sure yeah yeah what time whatever time the the coach was getting there I I got to the then there's this really lovely wine bar slash coffee bar inside it's beautiful over by where you embark that the uh, Orient Express I go over to that bar I sit there for a while not arrived not arrived not arrived so I gave up on him I waited for an hour and I thought eh whatever I got up, I left the bar. He was standing at this quick snack polystyrene <laughs> cup bar opposite some platform, and we literally bumped into each other in the middle of the station. And <laughs> Destiny. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. So Isn't it uh, funny but then how I, you could tell each other back then no cell phones or nothing, and you would say, yeah. Okay, let's meet at the corner of this and this. And yeah. you most of the time it worked out and you got to meet yeah. the person. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So it's awesome that you've done uh, a lot of ships. Like what what, uh, what was the most party ship of Carnival? Back then it was known, it was like Carnival was the party crazy 
crowd and stuff and oh, you know different is. cruise lines and stuff and, and maybe it is and and but which of those ships that you worked on was the craziest so wild parties i would say i threw us i threw a birthday party for roger every crew member remembers it or quite a lot of them i remember going to the purse office and getting the whole thing printed out and stuck it up balloons you know the purses were very helpful in that respect we got a cake and we had it in the crew bar and the crew bar you know the prices are very cheap to drink in the crew bar i want to say it was 50 cents for a beer whatever else you wanted to drink obviously i think i'm not sure how much b52s were but your little paper cups we had yes they went down rather smoothly and very quick and with the crew bar ended up being like a ice cream ice icing skating rink um yeah where a lot of us ended up like skating around crew bar, having a great time. And um, how long did you work for, for Carnival until when? So it was four contracts four contracts. for Carnival okay. and two for Paratiki. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three ships and yeah. four contracts, roughly? No, four ships. Holiday, Ecstasy, Sensation, Fascination. And unfortunately, most of them are gone. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that sad to see the thing? I mean, I'm sure you saw a video in the pictures of, of all the ships next to each other in the Beached. In the skeleton yard, all beached and t- being ripped apart and stuff, because they're all yeah. I watched you know, it's um, like I watched a film. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's really sad. I watched a film called the The Road to Penang. It was interesting to me, like when they do that. You know, I, I get it that they're gonna you know buy the ship and then you know sell it for scrap or whatever. But everything is left on that ship, like the like the equipment, the chairs, china. the glasses, the china, the. I yeah. mean, they like everything, the beds, the sheets, the, I mean, they don't, I mean, that's, that's like sold, done, and they don't touch anything until it gets there. I was amazed. I watched one of these YouTube videos where these guys snuck aboard one of the carnival I ships. I saw that was one. In, that's, out, the, that's what made the, me think about Yeah, it. that was in Turkey. Yeah. And it, it was, it was like people just got up and walked out of their cabins. That's yeah. exactly how it works. Yeah. I mean, some it's of the really beds sad. were made, some of them weren't, but. Right. Nothing weird. like, yeah, it was like a ghost ship with everything. Yeah. There. And, then, and, like, and then there's this street or I'm not sure in Turkey, but there's this area where they sell all the stuff that comes off the ships. You'd think they would strip them, but no, they just because there's another one. There's one there. There's one in India, too, which I think a lot of the royal ships ended up and you could see them like taking the metal off and the pieces of the yeah. ship being. being yeah, it's just really stripped sad away. watching. Yeah. I mean, the nice thing years ago with the videos of how the ship got like a jigsaw puzzle and it all got like put together. And now watching them all come apart is just devastating because it's your home, you know, for us, it's our home. Mm -hmm. Now let me ask you this. So, so is your, so is that your, your shot of choice? It sounds like V 52. You still have uh, a couple uh, on birthdays. Oh God, no. Mm-mm. no <laughs> no um i think if i was i don't know i'm a i'm a g&t gal what no. was in those b52s i remember drinking them too sometimes Kahlua, just, oh, Bailey's and Bailey's. was it really? Grand or was it vodka uh, well it the Grand one that Manier? we had was the bottom was because it was the weight of the liquor but it was uh Kahlua, bailey's and on the ones that i know of is was grand marnier Marnier, yeah yeah, oh, but yeah. my uh I think I was like on the twenty-three or twenty-fourth birthday, they made me do twenty whatever I was turning. I had to do like twenty-three shots. Now oh, I can gosh. I can I can tell you, you know, <laughs> after those and however many Long Island teas, you know, afterwards and after you know, passing out that night and waking up and before you brushing your teeth, like the Baileys and and the sugar and stuff that coats <laughs> your mouth is not a good thing. 
after having spoken to you or having your list of questions and kind of going through stuff and I said to Roger you know would I go back on board yeah absolutely yeah I had some bad experiences but for the most part all positive they were all good they were great learning experiences and I think both of us would actually go on as a team if we were if we could as a married couple I think well, our children are grown up. They've left the nest. Um, I don't. I mean, I, I love the experience and it was fantastic. And I have such great memories, but I don't I don't think I could ever work on a Oh, I wouldn't go back again. on board like a I couldn't couldn't go back on board like one of the big, you know, massive. I mean, if it was an expedition ship or something a bit more particular, uh, yeah. um yeah. then yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I could see that. Like the idea of working on like Oasis of the Seas that has like 6,000 people on it. I'm like, oh, hell no. Yeah. I like to cruise, yeah. but no. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, and so you said, you said your Roger still works at, at uh, Carnival now, Shoreside? No, no. He got oh, okay. let go um, when they had a lovely uh, reorganization. You know how they do uh, every yeah. now and again. I know. Um, so okay. 11, maybe 12 years ago, he got let go. Um, yeah. He was senior VP of um, Hotel Ops. Okay. And I, um, I worked for Princess for almost 20 years. And so oh. when Carnival purchased Princess, um, yeah. at the beginning, it was still very separate. But the last few years I was there, I actually got to go to the Carnival offices and meet with people. And we had, uh, there were times where we were synchronizing some of the stuff as of late that was happening a lot more than it did at the beginning, at the beginning. Yeah. Roger tried at the beginning to collaborate. He met with, um, Holland America. He went out to, um, princess office, Uh um, Windstar, Seabourn, all of the lines, Mm -hmm. um, tried to help. And unfortunately it was very difficult. They were yeah. all very set in their ways. And yeah. I understand they were trying to keep the company separate. Yeah. Um, Roger actually did work for Sitmar because oh, actually the, the carnival's rules back uh-huh. then were that you couldn't transfer departments and right. he wanted to be a purser. He's economics um, grad, you know, going on. He was a bartender, a bar, bar waiter when he was like 16 years old. He was a baby. Um, I think he still tried at 14, 15, but um, you couldn't transfer departments. So he actually left Carnival and went to work for um, Sitmar, which became uh, Princess. Yes, yes. And then he came back to Carnival and he was asked to come back to Carnival and he came in as a chief purser at the age of 22. Wow, and that's really didn't, young. didn't stop. Wow. Mm. Well, hey, Marie, so we are just about out of time. We're, we're, we just hit over an hour, but uh, do you have any other stories, any other favorite stories? There's one story I wouldn't mind sharing with you. It's kind of, um, so every week or every other week, when, when we, Roger and I were actually dating, we were on the ecstasy together. And every other week we'd be in Jamaica. And I'm sure you've all been to Jamaica. So there are two routes. We'd always go down to the Jamaican Jerk Center, not for the hookers, mostly for the <laughs> jerk chicken and the festivals <laughs> or a red spread. No, are you talking about Ocherius? Ocherius. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I know the jerk. And I know the jerk chicken place and I know the hooker place. Yeah. <laughs> okay, same place. So the hookers are just out the back and they smoke it all out the back. And You'd eat like and jerk you guys chicken. Docked anyway, were the same, so were, same where we were, right? Like James Bond Pier. We were at Boxside Pier, which was not as convenient to to get into town. But we still walked. There were two ways to get into town. One was straight, and one was like round and over a river. One week, Roger and I are walking hand in hand towards the jerk center, and we're going over the river. 
And as we go over the river, there's this very proud Jamaican having a bath. And I kid you not, when he's having a bath, he's got a big old bar of soap and he's lathering it all up. And the more he lathered, the more it grew. And I was just absolutely (laughs) shocked, shocked. Roger was like dragging me away and I was just like... (laughs) (laughs) and um you know they say they're very proud jamaicans and obviously there's a reason um so we go to the we do the jerk center we had a great time two weeks later we're back and we go we get off and we're going to go to the jerk center again yeah yeah let's go i have a lay-in he gets up early i have a lay-in because it's show night we're off and he's like um well which way do you want to go and i said oh no let's go this way thinking yeah yeah the guy of the river he's not even thinking about it we get to the river and there's nobody there I was so disappointed. I was thinking, oh, this is, this is going to be fun. <laughs> Did you nickname I mean, there him so Soapy? Many... Did you nickname him Soapy? <laughs> no, I think he had another nickname. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too funny. Yeah, Soap didn't, didn't come into that story, no. But, I mean, oh. there are thousands of stories that you can talk about, and I'm sure we've all got a lot to share, so... Yeah, this is yeah. fun. I think That's it's fun for everybody to listen to. I do remember one crew member getting off. His name was Vernon Maddox. And he got off in Jamaica and he comes back in Jamaica with a basketball. And one of the officers, you know, as you go past the customs guys, said, oh, come on, you know, like toss me the ball sort of thing. No. The ball was so heavy. It wouldn't no. bounce. It was full <laughs> of whatever. And he oh, got wow. arrested and put in a Jamaican jail. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's oh not yeah, a they place don't mess you about. want to be in jail. No, no, mm-hmm. oh, that no, is, no, no. He's, no, probably, he's probably still there entertaining. <laughs> yeah, no, we we've mentioned this a few times, but just about every week, one of the guests got arrested in Jamaica all all the time, trying to bring something back that they should. Yeah, have. I mean, we had an incident on the holiday, and I don't want to take up much time, but we had an incident on the holiday where um, they had welded something to attach to the hole. That happened, had, too? Yeah. that happened on the holiday too. That happened on the that happened on the Majesty that we were on as oh, well. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Go listen yeah. to the John Scullion story. He was a security officer, and he tells oh. everything that happened. Oh, wow. But, That's when but, we started getting sniffer dogs coming on board. Wow, I didn't realize that had happened on another ship. It must have been around the same time, 92, 93, in that. Yeah, I think they basically saw bubbles in the water from the from the bridge and were like, oh, there's a diver right by the hole. That's weird. And then they got co-signed and they got them to check it out. And sure the enough. Same, that is the same thing. That is so similar. Similar uh, story, mm. yeah. I think we're out of time, but real quick, tell us about the uh, the stuff behind you that uh, the, the ship model. Yeah, that looks oh. like a Cunard ship. That looks yeah. like the oh, it is. QE2 um, or QE2 something. Two, She's Mary? the Queen Elizabeth, the original Queen Elizabeth. Oh, the QE1. Yeah. Okay. And then up the top. Uh, of course, they didn't call it the else. one then, I guess. Oh, there's there was the, more than one. <laughs> um, up the top is the Viking Sun. Can you see it? Oh, that's awesome. Viking Sun. Uh, can you see it? Name, but yeah. No. But yeah, yeah. You can and see then the I've got, and then we've got, um, can you see the uh, fantasy? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. V ship. And I've got the oh. old Mardi Gras, too. Yeah, we've got quite a lot of the. Uh, Ship memorabilia in our house. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) nice, nice. Hey, just for those people out there that weren't on ships, the way we really kind of recognize ships from the distance is by their funnel. So if you look at the funnel, you can tell what kind of what line it is. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the yeah, I mean, it's like Royal Caribbean the had their birds nesty things that so was always yeah. easy, and then the and their crown was Viking always crown. <clears throat> Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Car- Carnival had the uh, the whale's tail. I think. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah here's one with well, the one up there is the whale's tail. Hold on for those yeah. non-shippies. Don't know yeah. if you can see it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. See it? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the um, fantasy. And for yeah. everybody who is not watching this yet, until we get to the YouTube version of this, um, uh, uh, oh yeah, this is, is podcast, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Maria's picked her, her camera and showing us uh, models of different ships around her around her room, which are pretty awesome. And those yeah, are, those, those are, are some big models. It's not like yeah. a, a small model. That's you know they're no, those they are the ones that two, the cruise two, lines foot. have. Like I mean, uh, Princess used to have models made of all the new ships as they came out, but they would put them in the lobby. Or Correct. like our places around the office. So to have one yeah. of those is pretty cool because mm -hmm. it's, I don't think they're that easy to get. Yeah. This one's my favorite. The Queen Elizabeth's my favorite. Yeah. She's yeah. a beautiful cool. classic model, but she's actually got, I think she's got a number or something. Hang on. <laughs> she's got a, yeah. Reproduction, blah, blah, blah. Fairhope, Alabama. She was made in Fairhope, Alabama. Queen Elizabeth uh, shipping yards in, in Alabama. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm married to a ship guru. It's uh yeah. Cool. Well, Marie, so uh, so we're I think we're gonna get going here. So real quick uh, on the way out, um, tell us uh, uh your your husband's uh any web address or any uh thing that you guys want to tell us. Oh, so his um business is um Cruise and Port Advisors Inc. He does his own LinkedIn kind of sends videos. I kind of help him with the editing and stuff. We work a little bit together. Yeah, he collaborates with like five or six other people, but he has his own business as well. He's a speaker at um, C Trade. Yeah. He's an ambassador, and you can see him on his LinkedIn page. You know, Roger Blum. Well, yeah. Marie, so it was great to have you. Thanks for coming on. This is uh, this is great. A lot of a lot of information. You covered a lot of uh, a carnival stuff, which is awesome. That was exciting to hear. Well, I hope. Hopefully it'll get other carnival people to come out and tell their stories because I think I think that'll be fun to me for me to hear too. Yes, thank you guys. Nice, nice meeting you, and it was great. Thanks very much, okay. everybody. Thanks. Bye. 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 Cheerio. Bye. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, that, that was, was really interesting. That was yeah. great. Yeah, another another fantastic guests. Wow, um, interesting. Yes. Yeah. Every time I think that you know we're not, just not going to get another great guest, we get just another fantastic guest. Yeah, yeah. she flowed really well. Like we just uh, we really didn't even have to interrupt or anything. She just no, you know she wrote, just wrote along, ran with it. Yeah, yep. Uh, that's Love what it. happens when we get entertainers on. Hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast in video, please visit our YouTube channel, My Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com. Goodbye for now, and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!